When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Smash. This is a game that I thank God we have red zone. We have the Bears against the Silver <laughs> Bay Bucks. And man, do I not even want to bother watching it. Like it's gonna be brutal. We got to talk about Justin Fields, Chase, all right? So the whole idea was that they bring in DJ Moore. He takes the next step up. They even had more volume. They had 37 pass attempts, so it wasn't even a volume problem last week. He just looked like the same crappy Justin Fields who didn't work on any mechanics in the offseason. What do you make of Justin Fields? Is he just going to be the – he's going to be top 10. We know that. We're not debating about whether or not you're starting him. But is it just going to be based on rushing? Is he going to have that extra elite level? Do you think there's some things they can clean up, or is this just who he is? Uh, you know, hey, when the pressure's on, he appears to revert to his to his instinct, and his instinct is not necessarily to throw the ball the way, the way we would like to see him throw it. His instinct is more is much more to pull down a run, and when you can run like Justin Fields, hell, I'd be running too. But they, you know, they 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 go out. He had a full off season with Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney's healthy. Oh yeah. They bring in DJ Moore. And it looked like that was going to be a special, special connection for the literally two times we saw it in the preseason. And it can be, uh, but yeah, you have to be able to tell that guy and he has to be able to get it, get it ingrained that to follow the system, follow the script, follow the play call and, and make the throws when the throws are there to be made. Uh, he wasn't facing an all-world defense last week. They played well. They did. Uh, his offensive line is is what his offensive line is going to be, and his weapons around him are who they're going to be. Uh, he, he just he has to be able to to throw the ball with a lot more consistency if he's actually going to truly be the long-term guy there. I think he's a great leader. We know he's a great athlete, a great runner. Fantasy-wise, I'm fine with what he did. Uh, you know, in in, in if, if he continues to run like he did. But in terms of in terms of the Bears finding their quarterback, he has to eventually be able to utilize those weapons that they have around him. Well, and I'll give him this. They actually need to figure out a way to feature DJ Moore. Him getting two targets in week one. I know he's blanketed by Jail Alexander, but but still, that's just no. unacceptable. You gotta get him schematically open. Here's what shocked me about Fields, just to throw this out there. I never took Fields for a check down quarterback. 5.2 air yards per pass attempt last week. That, because they only threw, they threw them all to the running backs. I know. I'm, I'm well aware. They threw, I, they threw the six passes. And I was happy as hell about it. But, but it wasn't, it was not what I ever expected out of a Justin Fields. So that's got to change before anything else does. Uh, Adam, help me out with Rashad White. Now, he dominated. He was the bell cow. There's no question about it. Every situation, he was out there, ran the most routes, had 17 carries. He, he, he got the volume that you wanted him to get when he drafted him to be an RB2. And I even actually have him ahead of the ECR this week at RB16. They got him at RB19 because I'm looking at the Chicago Bears match. But like, all right, 
you get that kind of volume, you better do something against Chicago. But if not, I'm a little bit concerned he starts losing some work. What did you make of Rashad White this past week? And what's your expectations moving forward? Um, I don't know. I think around the, the 20 ballpark is where he's kind of kind of land. I, I think this is a situation where, as a whole, nothing on this offense I think is going to be particularly efficient. Um, so while I'm not a big Rashad White fan from the you know outset, I, I cut him a little bit of slack. Like, you know, Baker Mayfield had decent counting stats, was not particularly efficient. Just the offensive line isn't particularly good. It's a surprisingly good up. defense, but on the whole, I don't know. I just think this offense is, is going to be inefficient on the year. Uh, and, and part of that's going to be Rashad White getting volume. You're going to live in fantasy because of the volume, but you're not going to see the games that you would like to see that you feel comfortable with. He's going to live, but it's life support based on that (laughs) volume. This team was dead last in the league last year in yards per rushing attempt. And they were over a full yard worse than that on Sunday. Yeah. They just can't run the ball. The offensive line doesn't look like it got any any better uh, with the new play caller either, uh, helping things out. Uh, Khalil Herbert, still a flex play, but you're a little bit concerned about the three-way committee there that we've had. We're keeping an eye on Roshan Johnson, but we're not playing him just yet. Chris, I wanted to save this for you. Give me your boy. You always love Mike Evans. You had a good game. You had the big touchdown. Baker Mayfield looked like he could be decent enough to at least not completely tank. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I actually am above ECR this week against Chicago. I got them at wide receiver 21. They got them at wide receiver 25. And my big thing is that, like, okay, Baker showed that he can at least make them relevant. Is there anything else you saw of that game that you liked or maybe even concerned about? When it comes to Baker or when it comes to Mike Evans? When it comes to Evans. I don't care about Baker. Um, I mean, I, I thought overall is what I expected. I think Mike Evans is the alpha in the passing attack. I think Godwin's going to be the guy who can, can use to do the dirty work, so to speak, between the 20s. Mike Evans is kind of the sexier guy, but he's never been a one-trick pony. People really wanted to push that on him, I think, the last couple of years because Tom Brady used him like that. And I don't think that's what he is, and I think what you saw Baker, which was encouraging to me, was utilize him like Mike Williams was utilized in Chargers last year as a guy that can catch those 10, 15-yard passes, doesn't to be a bomb or bust. And as a result, you have a guy who can have a floor, and now you're hopefully you actually have a ceiling as well. So I think you have a good receiver two in your hands. Like that happens. Yeah, ten targets and Chris Godwin six. That's why ECR still has Godwin number as the number one receiver on the team. I don't. I got my twenty five. Chris, you want me over as far as that goes? I still think ultimately. They're both boomer bust wide receiver three options because Baker still was not good in this game and it was not against a particularly tough matchup either. So something I'm still keeping my eye on there. Maybe, maybe even sell high candidates potentially, especially in Mike Evans's case after that matchup. Uh, DJ Moore. Chase, DJ Moore. So we, we kind of mentioned a little bit, you know, he had the two targets, but we got to talk about this guy. I'm still showing faith. I have DJ Moore at 24. ECR is bailing. They got him at wide receiver 34. Like, they're, like they put him down to a flex play. I still think this guy has to get featured. I think they have to correct the wrongs of last week. He only had two targets. They gave up a ton of draft capital to bring him in. He's supposed to be the reason Justin Fields takes the next level. I refuse to believe this turns into another Carolina situation for DJ Moore. What do you think? No, he, he's he's too good to only get two targets a game. Uh, he's going to catch what they throw to him. And like I just brought up and like we saw in the preseason, all he needs is a touch or two. Uh, if you get him even more than that, think of what more the man can do. 
give the guy a chance, get the ball to him. Like you said, scheme for the guy. They did a better job scheming for their more down in Cleveland than, than the guys in Chicago did scheming for their more uh, last week. If, if they got creative, find some ways to get him open, make sure he gets the ball. I have no problem with Darnell Mooney getting seven targets in a game either, but if Darnell Mooney's getting seven, DJ Moore should be getting nine or 10. Yep. Totally, Especially totally. in a game that, where you were trailing for the bulk of it. Yeah, like, to- totally, totally with you. Uh, look, the good thing is that the Bucks they allowed Jefferson to get whatever he wanted over the middle, especially in the first half. That bodes well for DJ Moore. They also gave the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers last year. That bodes well for DJ Moore to get He's back. He's a wide receiver, too. He's a wide receiver, too. Do not bail on. Don't get rid of him. Good. I'm glad we see that the same way. Uh, we got another com- uh, question coming in here. QF stops Mike Evans or Zay Flowers this week. I do have Evans ranked ahead of Zay Flowers, again, more in reflection of Mark Andrews playing. If Andrews were to not play and you are in a full-point PPR, I would probably have to go Zay Flowers in that scenario. Anybody have anything different? I have ranked at 22 and 23 back-to-back. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you said, I've got Flowers at 23, but if Andrews doesn't play, yeah, I, I would right. feel good pl- playing either room. Right up there, yeah. I like that. Uh, the only other guy I want to comment on, like Darnell Moody, I know he had a good game, but still something I'm not going to trust in the Chicago offense playing and starting my lineups, although you can keep him rostered. I just want to make a quick comment on Cole Komet. He actually had a solid game, especially target-wise. For some reason, ECR hasn't down a tight end 19. I got him a tight end 14. I still think he's the same streaming option. He was one of the few guys that actually got worked in. So I just kind of want to throw that out there. Tampa Bay is favored. Minus three in this game. The over-under is 41 and a half. I am, if I can actually get it here, cashing the under. I think both offenses fluctuate, and this winds up being an ugly, ugly slobber knocker. Let's get to our next.